Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Purpose Map podcast. I'm Casey Berglund, your host and the founder of Worthy and Well. And this today is one of our live coaching sessions for the Worthy Well Nourished series. So our community member today is being coached on the topic of finding a consistent wellness routine. And I know that she is not alone in some of the struggles she's experiencing. The overwhelm of feeling like she should, you know, do the meditation and drink less coffee and go to the gym and like cook more meals and on and on and on. And when she feels like she's failing at like one of those things, it's almost like, why bother? I'll do the bare minimum, you know, finding herself watching TV, relaxing because she's tired at the end of the day. And just really having a hard time discovering how to live in alignment with her wellness values. You know, she's definitely someone who values wellness and well-being and wants to be a person who is taking care of themselves, um, is living in an integrated, joyful, expansive way. And it's just finding it difficult to build those routines and habits into her lifestyle especially since she's a committed business owner, entrepreneur, and loves her work. So maybe you can relate. And if so, this episode is for you. These live coaching sessions, we do our best to keep the identity of our community member anonymous. As well, it's important to know that this is not therapy. Coaching is different from therapy in that we are really forward-oriented, oriented uh, oriented toward setting goals, getting the right amount of information from the past that we need, and applying it to the future rather than diagnosing or treating any sort of mental health issues or really spending a lot of time kind of navigating the past circumstances to find healing. That being said, uh, in some of our episodes, we do more embodiment work than others. And I think as soon as we start to tune into the body, there can be old hurts, uh, pains, traumas that come bubbling up. And so there's a little bit more overlap in our method using the Let Your Body Lead method, which integrates coaching, embodiment, ancient wisdom, and science in our approach. In this session, you'll notice that we lean more heavily on coaching tools. If you're someone who is a coach yourself or you're curious about the Let Your Body Lead method, you'll be experiencing that throughout this session with our community member. All right, let's just dig in. And if you have questions at the end of it, please do reach out. Send me an email at info at worthyandwell.com. You can also send a DM on Instagram at worthyandwell. And we're going to get right to it. Notice how this community member comes to clarity at the end and discovers her next best step for up-leveling her wellness. All right, here we go. All right. What is it that you'd love to focus on as it relates to your wellness today? Um, I mean, I think that for me, I have no uh, real structure in place and I can feel that the result of that is um, lack thereof wellness things. Um, I almost always prioritize other things. So I think that 
that's that's kind of where I'll start. I, I feel like I need some structure and focus. Mm. Just a quick check-in around that, the structure and focus. What are you hoping that that would do for you? Um, I think that it having something that has becomes a habit would be good, but I'm not actually sure how to do that because I actually quite um, I'm not great at building habits. I'm, I'm good at listening to my intuition and what my body needs, but I am not great at doing something consistently, I would say. Mm. So what I'm hearing you say so far is that you'd like the focus of our session today to be on building wellness habits or practices that support your well-being and figuring out the right type of structure for you so that it actually is sustainable. Does that feel accurate in what you shared so far? Yes. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like exactly it. Yeah. So as it relates to the topic of building more consistent wellness practices, what specifically would you like your goal to be for this session, this time that we have together today? Um. I think I'd like to walk away with, you know, a, a, a plan of some kind that will help me feel my best and perhaps some insight onto like why I struggle to keep these things consistent. Mm, right. So it seems twofold, uncovering perhaps what gets in the way of consistent wellness practices and yeah. also a plan that's more sustainable for you that you feel confident you can use in a useful way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you say a plan, uh, what exactly do you mean by that? Or what might it look like in terms of what you actually walk away with? Uh, for example, you know, that could be a checklist that could be a way of structuring your calendar like do you have a sense of what you mean when you say a plan I mean I think that um I don't know that I have an exact idea of what that looks like but I think that um you know I am someone who can kind of get overwhelmed with all of the things I feel like I need to do from a wellness perspective that I'm not mm. like and so I think that you know, immediately when you said that, I started thinking like, well, green smoothies and like when to do them and like pre-prep them and then put them in the freezer. And then like, you know, when am I going for my walks and when am I doing weights and when am I doing yoga? When am I meditating? Like, but like, as soon as I start thinking all those thoughts, I start getting really overwhelmed. And then I just want to do nothing but like lay on the couch and watch TV. Right. It makes complete sense. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say yeah. is that when you start to think of a wellness plan, you think about all the things that you should be doing. I put yeah. should in, in quotes. And when you start to list those out in your mind, it's like there's this dust storm almost where it becomes unmanageable and it leads to just, yeah, wanting to check out from even thinking about any of those things. A bit of this sort of all or none mentality or perspective. Yeah. And I think that like what happens is I, you know, get home from work and, um, you know, like in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to have like a really healthy meal and I'd love to do something active and, you know, I want to like meditate or whatever. But then what the, what actually happens is I, you know, do one of those things and it takes way longer than I anticipate. And then by the time I'm done, it's like eight 30. And then I just watch TV until, 10 30 11 did none of my wellness things and likely feel 
worse because, mm. you know, I'm watching something that's not really contributing to me feeling good, but I can feel that I'm in that cycle of like mm-hmm. not actually doing anything proactive um, or like I'll do it for short bursts. And so I think that that's why I'm kind of like, I know that I'm out of sequence and out of like, you know, I'm not in like a good wellness place and I can feel it in my body as well. Like I can feel that I'm sore and that like, you know, I have like a weird kink in my back and I have a weird rash on my arm and just Mm. like all of these things are kind of like popping up, but I don't feel, I feel like work life wise, I'm actually working a balanced amount of hours, not working on the weekends. I'm, you know, not working past 5 PM and that's new for me, but I actually still feel like quite stressed mentally. And so I think that the result is that I'm just coming home and like watching TV, which isn't actually helping me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really hearing that you're feeling a bit of a misalignment or a disconnect between your value of wellness and your capacity to execute on the actions and behaviors that you would align with what it needs for you to be well. Does that feel true for you? Totally. Yeah. And I think that's a completely normal experience to have, um, you know, given that you're human. I think it's uh, really natural to imagine wellness in a bunch of different contexts and be overwhelmed by it and to think that something will take a shorter amount of time than it actually does. It's hard for a lot of folks and it's, you know, anyone in your shoes would feel like, I need a little support here. Um, so this is becoming clearer and clearer what we're after. It sounds like a uh, simplified and or realistic slash customized for you plan uh, that doesn't lead to overwhelm and then ending all of those wellness habits is what you're after. And I'm starting to hear from you already. You said you wanted to illuminate what gets in the way of that sustainable action as it relates to your wellness practices. And those uh, a little bit more around that is already bubbling up. So we're going to dig into that in a little bit more detail shortly. And for now, I'm just curious, what would happen or shift in your life if you felt like you had that simplified, customized to you plan that you feel you can consistently and even, I don't know, dare I say joyfully, follow? What would change in your life if you had that? I mean, I think that I would feel more at peace. Um I think I would feel like pretty like proud of myself that I'm consistently doing these things that make me feel good. Um, And I think that it would reduce my stress because I think that like, you know, when I pile on all these things kind of inconsistently, it adds to my stress and then I'm stressed about not doing it. And then, you know, I think my body would feel better. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it feels important to, acknowledge and celebrate in you what I witness in is your like awareness of yourself you're like so aware of this pattern and even having that awareness of how sensations in your body show up when you're in these like patterns that's yeah uh, a really beautiful sort of foundational place to start so something to really be proud of um so let's dig into what we need to address or resolve in order to get you the simplified, customized plan that you feel you can consistently follow as it relates to your wellness. 
So talk to me about more about those patterns that seem to get in the way or what we need to address or resolve in order to get you what you want. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, in the past when I've tried to kind of create something like this, something that consistently pops up is that I need to get up earlier to fit in all the things that I want to get in. But yet I feel so tired and like I'm, I frequently get eight to nine hours of sleep and then wake up and still feel tired. Like I feel like I need to have um, a nap or whatever. And so, you know, there's a few, been a few times where I've tried to wake up at like six, six thirty, and it is not happening. And like, I always chalk that back to just like discipline, like self-discipline and you have more discipline. But then at the same time, I kind of like have a battle in my brain with yes, but you need to feel rested to do good work. So it's better for you to have more sleep and feel rested than to get up early and do a workout, whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think that I sometimes have a hard time differentiating what's me um, kind of like justifying uh, not hitting, not like doing the things I need to do and what's actually like real and needs more, like I need more sleep. So mm-hmm. there's some, there's that that kind of pops up quite often because I think like after work, is when I usually do any type of like, um, fitness or like workout. Um, but then oftentimes when I'm done work, I just want to relax. And so that's not like part of the equation and like midday workouts or something that I really wanted to fit in, but never fit in because I feel like it's hard for me to kind of like detach from work when I'm on a role. And even if I'm not on a role, I'm like, well, this is to makes no sense. It's going to be like a two hour break. And then I'm going to have to work longer and I don't want to work past five. So there's just all these kind of conflicting things that aren't really like working. Mm, yeah. It sounds like you've really thought about this quite a lot and you've I tried have. out different things over the years. And so it makes perfect sense. There's this sense of like ugh, frustration perhaps, or just yeah. like, what do I need to tweak or do to make this work for me? Like a bit of a challenge yeah. there. Um, yeah. And, and it also sounds like it's really important to you or it wouldn't matter to come back to this topic and refigure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, what I'm really hearing you say is the part of what feels like it gets in the way of you following consistent wellness practices that you want to follow is uh, t- the timing has not aligned in the way that you want it to um what i'm hearing you say is like your go-to is like well i just need to get up earlier because then i'll have more time to do things for my body uh, before jumping into work um but it feels like getting up earlier means feeling less rested which has negative impacts down the line so anyone in your shoes (laughs) would feel that conflict and then it sounds like the idea of moving your body, say, midday, that doesn't feel quite right either because the interruption in your flow of work feels like that comes with too much of a cost to you as well. And then by the time the day is through, you're tired from all of the energy that you've exerted and the brain power that you've used through your workday. And anyone in your shoes could understand that as well, would feel exactly the same way, that that timing doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, I I think all that is true. And, and also, like, I, I wonder how much of these like barriers are just self prescribed things that I'm trying to like, you know, like, I must work an eight hour day, or I haven't done, you know, 
mm-hmm. enough work. And like that has already been a retrain because it was like, it used to be like, if I don't have a 12 hour day, I haven't done enough work. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I'm at an eight hour day and I'm like, yeah, but if I take a two hour break, like, am I even doing enough? Like I, I, and then, so like, you know, who cares if I took a two hour break in the middle of the day? Like, I just wonder how much of it is like me trying to like squish myself into a box and like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm not articulating it well, but. Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. It's like fitting in with these conditioned belief systems that are kind of running maybe subconsciously in the background. Um, the yeah. example you used of like, I used to think I had to work 12 hours, so I worked 12 hours. And then you it sounds like you like busted through that limiting belief and you learned that, oh, I could actually get work done in eight hours, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like there's an awareness in you that, or at least a question of how much of these barriers are elements that are blocking me from the desired sort of outcome in terms of wellness are these sort of like made up or conditioned by society barriers rather than true barriers. Does that feel accurate? Yeah, Yeah, it does. Um, I'm getting, I'm feeling just intuitively called to ask your permission to mm, introduce a thought and just see what comes up for you when I share it. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. The question that is coming through is, what would change if we looked at this whole topic of wellness from the perspective of, what if you are not broken, but your system is? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that feels great even just to hear out loud. So, for example, what if we could create a system, and I guess this is maybe kind of like the plan that you're looking for, what if we could create a system that makes this easier and maybe even more, I want to say like thoughtless, and I, I suppose that's also what we would call a habit. A habit is just following through with a pattern without having to think about it so much a system that supports you instead of you questioning yourself and trying to change your natural behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm almost sensing from you when you talk about the things that you've tried and the things that didn't work, it's like, ugh, there's almost this like, what's wrong with me feeling like, why can't I do this? And, and sort yeah. of like, I don't know if it feels true that there can be a guilt and a shame that can come in there, even if it's really subtle, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, that is there because I, I am constantly trying to like readjust my behavior to like fit through these things. But then like it's a lot of it doesn't come naturally to me. So I'm really like working against myself a lot of the time. Right. So what comes naturally to you? What in your life right now feels like it is in a really beautiful flow? even if it's completely unrelated to wellness, like what's feeling inflow for you? Um, I mean, it's, it's what I'm currently doing feels somewhat inflow, which is just like, you know, when I need to stretch, I stretch when I need to do yoga, I do yoga. When I need to roll up my back, I roll up my back. Um, um, but you know, and like, I'm like, I'm cooking a lot more, but then I still, you know, I, I feel like, there's still things like 
I'm not doing a lot of meal planning. So it always feels like a bit of a scramble to like make something that makes me feel good and is healthy. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's th th things that feel good or like I'm going on lots of walks with my dog and that feels really good. And like, I feel like even just getting steps in every day feels really good for me and kind of like I've been listening to like classical music in my headphones when I go for a walk and it just feels very like kind of it hits a lot of things for me like I feel like it helps me feel less anxious it makes me feel more peace it's like feels slightly meditative um but I think the things I guess and I I just I I um, I'm gonna say this out loud but I don't know how um true it is but I guess what's missing for me is like pushing myself mm. and like I I feel really like when I'm doing hard workouts where I sweat a lot and like, you know, doing weights and stuff like that, I feel really proud of myself or pushing myself. And it also like when I do heavy workouts, like sweaty things, it does help me feel less anxious. Mm -hmm. um, and like walking helps, but I think that like, I'm not pushing myself really in any area of wellness. And I think that like, I, it feels weird to say that that's what I want. And I don't know if that, why that is what I want, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just like, I think that like, you know, even like I have too many coffees a day and I know I need to have like more tea, but I'm like, why don't I do that? I just don't do it. Mm. Right. So yeah, what I'm hearing you say is you actually have a lot of wellness practices integrated in your day to day. You take your dog for walks, you even listen to classical music while you do it. And it seems to have this beautiful impact on you. And you've discovered that on your own, you know, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, you stretch when you need to roll your body out when you need to. And it sounds like these practices are in an integrative, maybe more, um, passive intuitive way which is kind of what you spoke to in the beginning and what yeah. you feel like you're missing is pushing yourself and what I'm also hearing you say is that you're kind of open to exploring that like where does that pushing myself come from is that something that I truly need that would feel amazing for me or is it sort of like a unnecessary pressure yes exactly yeah when you hear that reflected back what comes up for you as you navigate those two parts like is this something that I really want that would be supportive for me? Or is this an unnecessary pressure? Like, talk to me about that. Those may be two parts. Yeah, I, I think that, like, honestly, the first thing that just happened is I was like, I'm, I'm doing the bare minimum because I don't actually invest in myself. Wow. Like, the bare minimum is, like, just the bare minimum to continue doing what I'm doing work-wise, which is like I roll out so my back doesn't hurt so I can go to work the next day. And like, mm. I do stretches so that my sciatic nerve doesn't hurt. I do walks so that my dog stays alive. Like, you know, I'm not, I think when I'm, when I say push myself, what I actually am saying is like invest in myself to feel better. And I think that I'm in a slump. Wow. Like, I'm in a slump because I'm pushing myself is actually not that like when I, when I was hearing you say that I was like, I used to go to this gym. That's literally three blocks from here. And like money's not an excuse because it's so cheap per month. And I used to, you know, go for like an hour and it felt so good. And I would do like a sweaty hard workout and I would come home and have a shower. And then like, that just felt so good. But I think that like, I'm not really investing myself in wellness. It's like, too too much extra on my plate but then really what am I doing instead I'm literally just watching tv mm. doing nothing 
Yeah. Wow. There's so much of what you just shared. I felt a, an energy shift when you replaced the word pushing yourself with investing in yourself. Instead of I'm yeah. not pushing myself, I'm not investing in myself. What do you notice in the difference in energy between those words? Um, it feels like less like I'm failing. It's just like it, when I, when I, I know that all of these things are in the category of self-care. And sometimes when I hear the word self-care, I get like a bit like eye rolly. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> like I feel like I'm like, oh God. Okay. Like, you know, I have my baths every night. Like I love my baths. I do my self-care, but like really what, like, it's interesting because I can see how now it, it might be a bit self-sabotage of me because I'm tired all the time because of the kind of the lack of investing in myself from a wellness perspective, but like, I'm not investing in myself to get myself beyond that shelf point. Like I need to like get to a point where I feel have more energy. I know that like drinking, reducing my coffee intake will help, you know, reduce anxiety and probably make me feel less tired if I'm having less coffee and needing it all the time. Um, And then like, you know, doing hard workouts, I know gives you more energy and all these things that like, would probably help me get beyond the shelf point I'm not investing in because I'm literally just doing the bare minimum that Mm, keeps me able to do my daily work. Yeah. And I'm just noticing your body language when you talk about that. It's like you had your hands kind of toward each other with the fingers outward, like you were kind of mimicking a shelf and then you're pushing that shelf up, almost like lifting an upper ceiling or something. Yeah. Um, and, and it sounds like there's a recognition that there's like a little bit of intention or exertion or something, or even maybe just a choice. We'll discover what it is to invest in yourself, to move beyond this say status quo, or what you said earlier was like doing the bare minimum so that you can get back to work (laughs) to a new level. And I guess a couple of things are coming up for me. What would that new level look like if you could just talk to me a little more maybe envision into the future that you're waking up as this um different being a different version of yourself an up-leveled version of yourself talk to me about who you are in that space and if it helps to close your eyes and even envision it and talk from that place like feel welcome to but like zone out in time I feel like when I think about that version of me, it's just like less um, bogged down, like less um, stressed um, because right now I like don't really, I don't think I actually am in a place where I need to feel stressed, but I'm not really releasing it. So I think that for me, the future is like, you know, just I feel like more freedom and more um, uh, just like really proud of myself and um, someone who's really like engaged and not uh, just kind of passive. Like I'm engaged Mm. in like my life and my friends and my um, work in a way that's not what I'm doing now, which feels kind of more bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and like more invested in living life enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's the biggest thing that I feel like I can see is, you know, this person that like goes to like art galleries and museums and goes on 
um, hikes and like makes like conscious, a conscious effort to book things in that are expansive and not just like recovery. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like right now I'm just in recovery mode. Like I don't want to book things in advance. I don't want to do things like that because I'm like, I'm going to need that weekend to just chill out. Yeah. So there must be something happening like physically too, that could be just a reduce of like not having dealt with stress for so long or not like not having coped with it. That's making me feel like maybe my adrenals are shot or something. And, mm. but all of these things might, might help me get over that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. First off, it makes perfect sense to be in recovery mode. If you feel like you have been working a lot, just like feeling tired. Um, you know, you mentioned before we hopped on this call that you've just gone through some big shifts and changes in your life. And so it's like your body, your system is like adapting to a lot. It makes perfect sense that you'd yeah. be in recovery mode or sort of like just like getting by as it relates to your wellness right now. Like anyone in your shoes would feel that given the the various circumstances that you've been sort of moving through up until this point in time. And what I'm hearing you say when you zone out is I keep getting the words like elevated, lighter, like lifted, uh, brighter almost. You talked about having more enthusiasm for life. And as you spoke about that future version of you, it sounds like these wellness practices are connected in some way to you living more fully and in an integrative way. Because I heard you talk about art galleries and things that aren't necessarily related to your work. Um, what comes up for you when you hear that reflected back? I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, um, perhaps somewhat related to COVID, but probably not is just me not doing a lot of like joyful, fun things that make my life feel great because my whole life has been work. And Mm -hmm. I think perhaps it's honestly just like a phase approach to, to, like I naturally am doing a phased approach to what we just described, which is like, I was overworking, working 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working eight hours a day and doing nothing at night, um, you know, or like nothing in the morning. So like, I still, my still my whole life is work. I just am doing it less. And so maybe I just needed to get here to have space to be like, why am I mm-hmm. not doing these things that I thought I would want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like I can see how maybe it's just like naturally I needed space to realize that I had space. And now I'm moving to a period where I have to consciously decide to like fill that space with things that light me up and make me feel good. And I'm just not in the routine of doing that because I haven't had any space or time to do it for five, six, seven, eight years. Brilliant awareness. How does it feel to acknowledge that actually maybe you're, what I'm hearing you say is almost like maybe this is perfect timing. Like maybe I've actually made progress from this to this present moment. And now I'm wanting something more. I'm wanting to be more conscious, more intentional about how I fill this extra space. You're talking four hours a day that you're not working anymore (laughs) Uh, because that was a conscious choice. So how does that feel to almost acknowledge that like this might be perfectly timed and I'm just in this phase moving into the next phase? It makes me feel a lot less guilty Mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, like, uh, yeah, I just feel less uh, pressure. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. On a scale from one to 10, 
How ready are you to move into that next phase, that phase three, the phase of intentional, conscious, up-leveled, enthusiastic, integrative, holistic wellness? I feel like a 10. I feel really ready. I feel excited and like, yeah. Ooh, let's do this. This is feeling good. Um, There was something really cool that happened in that shift from shift in language that you used from pushing yourself to investing in yourself. And it's, let's not forget, like, it's obviously clear that you care about and love your work and your business and are very committed to that as a path. You know, when you talk about wellness, you talk about it as it relates to your work, as it relates to your business, as it relates to how much you work, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And I found it to be really interesting that you use the term investing in wellness. I just haven't invested in wellness. It's not about pushing myself. It's about investing in myself. And that word invest was such a be- beautiful word because I know you know what it means to invest in your business. Yeah. And I'm curious if you could tell me a little bit about like how you invest in your business, almost as a way to see like what it might look like to invest in your wellness. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I think when I think about investing in my business, it's a lot of learning and like time, like it's a lot of high level looking at my business, seeing what's missing, seeing what's going well, what's not going well, and then filling in the gaps. Like I look up things constantly to see like, okay, financially, um, you know, this quarter was different than this quarter. How was it different? You know, like you know, I, I give my business a lot of thought and like a lot of space in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing I think that like I invest in my business by hiring people um, that can kind of make me feel light and like um, give me the space to do so. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I give my business obviously a lot of my physical like time in the day um, and I invest in my business by like, kind of surrounding myself in things that inspire me about my business. Cause like, I think that I have now kind of gained a bit of a superpower to get myself re-excited about what I do, which is like, I'm always looking at like other people's work and like people that I love and people that like really inspire me. And I, I think it really like reignites my fire. Um, yeah. And I'm, I go to conferences, I go to, talks I listen to podcasts like I really do a lot that kind of makes me feel excited about work Mm. wow yeah um just based on what you shared there I just had the thought like how lucky is your business to have a founder so invested you know you know what I heard you say was you invest in your business through continuous learning about various elements of business that you want to develop you invest in your biz- business through conscious thought and um, review, reflecting on the last quarter, looking at where the gaps are, making decisions about how you want to move forward. Mm. You invest in your business through hiring people to help you, hiring support. You invest in your business through actually offering it time, eight hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure more in moments. Yeah. <laughs> you invest yeah. in your business in all of these different ways. So I just want to check in with you. What comes up for you when you hear that reflected back? Um, maybe 
How could you use what you know about how you invest in your business and apply it to wellness? What stood out to you? Yeah, I think that like, um, I mean, when I think about investing in wellness, it's like the same types of things, like, you know, looking at and reading resources that make me feel inspired to like eat clean or, you know, try new cool, like, you know, matcha lattes that aren't coffee. Like, I think that like trying those things does kind of inspire me, even if I don't have a green tea matcha latte every day, like Mm -hmm. it just kind of helps me get into the practice of having like having wellness as a focus. Um, and then even things like at the gym, like, you know, I have often thought that I need to have like, um, some like personal training sessions because I end up just doing the same thing again and again. And I know that that's not really what I need. Um, but then every time I think about it, I'm like, no, can't afford it. That's not a Mm. good idea. Like, you know, but I would easily spend like $150 on a dinner out and not feel guilty about it at all. But like investing in a personal trainer for a few times feels totally out of reach. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how uh, investments in one direction of life can feel like easy and, you know, a no brainer and applied to a different area of life that you also care about can feel like, Oh, why would I do that? (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 One more question about the business side of things. If you can kind of go back there to, those different elements that you mentioned that you invest in business. What is it about you uniquely that can easily make a choice to make those investments? What is it about you that helps you invest in all of those things that you shared? What's the thread underneath? I mean, I think that I'm just really passionate. And so I can kind of like I've been funneling that through one area of my life and basically no others. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that like, you know, I love, I love having like, you know, I'm very driven and very like passionate, but I think that I really have only had focused that in, in work. Mm. How could you use your naturally passionate and driven nature and apply it to the area of wellness? I think that maybe it just, it's just like opening it up to be more curious and like allowing myself to kind of explore it in a way that isn't, isn't, uh, you know, perhaps in execution, it is regimented. But when I think about like having something regimented, it makes me, it makes it feel like robotic and mm-hmm. not fun. Right. Um, and like that extra time I like, really want to have like, you know, I want to feel refreshed and I want to feel like I'm filling my cup back up when in actuality, I'm not doing that. Like, I think that when I reframe it as, you know, something consistently exploratory, then Mm -hmm. it feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. So it's this like passion and drive and also a curiosity and exploratory part of you. And, and the word like creativity is coming through, like you work in a creative business and you have this like creative kind of energy about you um, that feels kind of aligned with the exploratory curious essences. Um, Yeah. 
kind of want to bring in this other piece. Uh, we have been talking about like wellness practices and because of what you shared earlier about when you think of wellness, it can be overwhelming like meditation and this and that and the other thing. Um, I just want to also reflect back to you in this moment that when you use examples as it relates to wellness, the ones that I hear you coming back to over and over again are like, I want to push myself a little harder physically, aka, yeah. uh, in other words, I should say invest in myself physically it sounds like you want yeah. to uh, strengthen or overcome a challenge physically. Yes. Uh, you talk yeah. about the gym or movement. You use the example of like, I could hire a personal trainer. Uh, I sometimes think that I you know, can't afford it or shouldn't do that. But so I'm hearing that as a core theme that is naturally coming up as it relates to wellness. I'm also hearing a theme as it relates to your uh, beverages, coffee, <laughs> matcha, et cetera, right? And so yeah. for for the sake of like streamlining and simplifying and and even maybe I'll ask you like when you look at the the movement side or the beverage side is there one of those that feels like you're most like wanting or craving to create shift or change within It's definitely the the gym like the yeah. physical yeah yeah, I'm hearing that from you, that you're wanting like some more intense movement because of the benefits that it offers you in feeling empowered, like you've overcome to overcome a challenge in your like mental health, your anxiety and stress, which is something yes. that you said you want some relief from. It sounds like it would feel like that uh, maybe the leading element, the maybe one piece that could open up the door or help you step up into the next level so that the other practices could fall into place. Does that feel true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that as you were saying, reflecting that back in the past, when I have invested in going to the gym and, and I have had a personal trainer before. And when I did, that was the longest stint I've ever, I would, you know, I got up at 6am and went to the gym and like, mm -hmm. that is not like me at all. But I think the more I was into it, the more I was like, oh, I need more protein and I need less this and I need more this. And it kind of did all start to fall into place. And I'm just remembering now that that, that did work for me. Mm -hmm. Great. So are you okay if we narrow in on this one practice of yes, yeah, the gym or finding a way to like elevate your movement? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So I want to bring back this piece that you said earlier about it's the passion and drive and curiosity and creativity that helps with your like willingness to invest in business and that that's what yeah. it is about you that makes it easier to invest um how could you apply that passion that drive that curiosity that inspiration to support you in investing in elevating your fitness or your movement yeah i i think that honestly the thing that gets me really excited about business is like gains and from like a, you know, like I love looking at quarter after quarter, year after year and being like, okay, I felt like I didn't do that great this quarter, but I looked last quarter and I made $20,000 more this quarter than last quarter. And like, then it totally reframes me feeling like I've not, I'm not doing well enough. Cause I'm like, I'm actually improving quite a bit. And even like this year, like looking back and being like, okay, I feel like I'm failing this year, but actually I've made more money and I'm working half as much. So like mm. I am actually doing far better on a more holistic level. So I think that for me, it's things like, like, I think that now that I'm saying it out loud, like, tr like, you know, having something to track and, and focusing on building up my weights, like, you know, like I've been lifting five, 10 pound weights for 
years whenever I go, because I'm like just doing the bare minimum. But what if I started focusing on lifting, like going heavier and like having gains and like wrote those down and like celebrated them and looked at it holistically, like, and had those check-ins to be like, you know, month after month being like, okay, how much more did I lift this week? How much longer could I run? Or, you know, Mm. like having kind of like milestones, I think that, that motivates me and keeps me really engaged. Amazing. So it sounds like you're very driven by having data that is trackable, that can be reflected upon, that can show you the progress that you're making. And it makes yes. perfect sense you would be motivated by that if you're going to like put in the the time and the effort in the gym and of course have fun with it. Uh, anyone in your shoes would want to see some sort of progress. And it sounds like for you, having setting goals and seeing that you're able to meet those goals is part of what could continue to motivate you for that sort of more sustainable success that you said you wanted at the start. Yeah. I had so many truth tingly chills as you were speaking about that. (laughs) Me too. Okay. So given that you'd like to set some goals and be able to have a system to track progress as it relates to your time in the gym. Um, what are the, what are your goals? Like you used a couple of examples there, like seeing that you could lift heavier weights uh, and, or run faster, but like what feels important to you at this moment in time um, that you would like to achieve Um, I think I, um, like high level, I think I want to feel stronger. Um, and, um, more less sore. (laughs) Like, I think that because I'm not doing that, I feel sore quite often just from like the ergonomics of what I do. Um, and yeah, I think that I, I, want to have some jacked arms. I would love to have like some strong jacked arms. I would love to have like legs that feel like, you know, they can like make me run fast. Like, I think that there's just things that I haven't really thought about what I want from that perspective, but thinking about it, it's not, um, which, you know, feels really important to say it's not at all about like weight for me, which, you know, if this was, 10 years ago would have been. Um, but I think that for me, it's like feeling really strong and really in control of my body, which mm. I think like right now it's like, you know, my body's very susceptible to injury um, from anything. Like mm-hmm. I feel like every couple weeks I have some kind of weird injury or strained muscle or pulled or thing that I have to then go to Cairo or massage or whatever And I would love if it was like my body was just like strong and capable and like kind of could kind of like take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely noticing that strength feels like that top line goal. And also that it's maybe hard at this point to define like what does that mean right now uh, in terms of like how much weight you could lift or those maybe more measurable elements. Does that feel true for you? It's more this kind of top line strength piece. And that's uh, a perfect place to start. So you want to feel strong in your body, not just in a getting by sort of way, but rather a way in which 
your pain is reduced. You feel like you can do more. You said you want to have jacked arms. Fair enough. Um, <sighs> I'm curious um, what support you feel like you need in order to perhaps narrow in that strength, those strength goals so that you can have like the measurable data that you're looking for. Yeah, I think that, um, honestly, I probably do need to like have even just for a couple of sessions, a personal trainer to kind of like guide me because, um, yeah, I've often thought about like how I've literally just been doing the same thing again and again for years and years. And clearly that's not like working or pushing me forward. So I think I need expertise outside of my own to get me started and perhaps stoke some of my own kind of like inner curiosity that will then kind of carry me forward and get me excited to learn. Um, but I think maybe I need someone to kind of like kick it off for me. Beautiful awareness. So you're recognizing the value of investing time, energy, money, like you would in your business into your yeah. own wellness, specifically your fitness and your strength. Um, what support do you need in finding that personal trainer? Like what, what kind of goes through your mind as you acknowledge that having someone who has expertise in this is something that you're looking for? Um, I mean, recommendations would be mm -hmm. great um, yeah. if you have them. But I think that like, you know, the, the gym that I'm at isn't, um, isn't that type of gym that has trainers. So mm -hmm. it would probably be something that I need to find that's like, you know, mm -hmm remote or app-based, um, mm -hmm. something like that. Well, luckily there are two specific people that come to mind that I would be happy to introduce you to, uh, that I think have different sort of styles and vibes and offerings. Um, if that's something you're looking for, I can definitely support in that way or help to guide that process. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Beautiful. So at the very start of our session, you said that you wanted some structure and routine and building habits around wellness practices. And as we kind of narrowed in more specifically, it was being able to walk away with a plan of sorts and also illuminate and uncover what kind of gets in the way of more consistency with wellness practices. Um, I'm curious, just as a pulse check, like how much progress do you think we've made to that toward that goal on a scale from one to 10, where one is not much progress and 10 is like a hundred percent. I definitely feel like we're at a nine or 10 because I think that what I've realized is like, I don't necessarily need to make a plan for all the wellness practices in my life, because I think that like this one step, you know, could very well be the thing that lets all the other chips just fall naturally, which is, um, you know, and even if none of them did, I would still feel very accomplished having done this one thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to reframe it from like a business to like investing in myself from a wellness perspective, like that has kind of changed my energy around it as well. Mm, beautiful. And I'm curious what you've learned about yourself as it relates to what kind of gets in the way of you showing up to invest in your wellness and to do that consistently. I think that um, when it's a, when it comes from a place of like, I suck at this, and I'm not doing well at it. Like I'm not pushing myself. Like when it comes at a place of deficiency, it's, it, it doesn't move forward. Mm. Um, and like, 
I do need to be curious and interested in something to invest in it regardless. And I also know that I can do that. Like I can trick myself into doing that when it, when it's at work, because I know that I need to like reignite myself. And when I do reignite myself, it is like truthfully interesting. So I know that like I have that capacity, but I just haven't been using that muscle elsewhere. Mm, Yeah. Beautiful awareness. What I'm hearing you say is that you're recognizing that shame and or guilt are not sustainable motivators for you. And when the, the urge to up-level your wellness comes from a place of shame or guilt, it just keeps you stuck. And that is true of anyone in your shoes. When driven by shame or guilt, it's a very debilitating type of energy. But the energy of curiosity is completely different. And it sounds like it has more of a forward-moving quality to it or a more expansive quality to it. So it sounds like tapping into that curiosity is the important sort of energy behind making any decision about investing in yourself or your business. It sounds like that applies to all areas. Okay. Finally, to really like nail this home, connecting back in with that future vision, like what type of person hires a trainer to invest in their fitness and gets that support and initiates that process? Like talk to me about when you see the type of person, the archetype of someone or even your future self that's now becoming your current self, I think. Like, talk to me more about the type of person that hires a trainer and invests in herself and um, gets the support that they need to up level and elevate their wellness goals. Mm. I mean, I think that that um, just sounds like a happy person to me, mm. which, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think that I. Um, yeah, I, I think that, um, just looking at like my, the difference between now and there is just like me just allowing myself to do things that make me feel good and happy and Mm -hmm. not just grinding. Totally. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is it's like a happy person, a joyful person that makes these choices to invest in wellness and not just business. Yeah. How could you embody right now that happy, joyful, expansive person so that these decisions as they relate to your fitness and your wellness moving forward, as you discover new like trickle down behaviors (laughs) from hiring the personal trainer, um, how could you embody that person that you see so that those decisions become easier? Um, I mean, I think it's like, I can't, I I can't think of any other way than to just like take action and just like, you know, uh, read articles, like follow people that inspire me, like just kind of do the same things that I was doing at work, but do it from a fitness perspective and, and take action, like, you know, re- subscribe or whatever my membership at the gym and reach out to the reach out to some personal trainers who can kind of do what I need them to do from, from this gym, which is a couple blocks away, which is the, like, I need that to be the place I go. Otherwise I will not I go if it's too far away. Um, yeah. And I think I just need to make time. Like I need to like, you know, put some dates in my calendar um, to get 
to get things kicked off and just stick with it. And, and then also have some time to reflect on that, you know, after a few weeks and see how I feel and see if they're, you know, how well I did and just kind of have the same capacity to look high level from that perspective as I do from business. Beautiful. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is there's some next actions to take. Um, stay inspired and curious, get a membership at that gym, investigate personal trainers, and then set up time in your calendar to reflect on how that's going at certain intervals. Um, yes. Finally, before we wrap, what would be helpful in terms of accountability um, from me to support you with executing on these next steps? Um, I think that, uh, having space to like celebrate gains would be, you know, that's like a, uh, like a really positive space for me that's accountable, but yet also is like, kind of motivates me to get gains is to be like, oh, I, I was only lifting five pounds last week and, you know, this week I'm lifting 10 or whatever it looks like, like just being able to reach out and share that. Awesome. Feel welcome to celebrate your wins. I will. Mm. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we'll chat with you you another time. Great. Okay. Wonderful. Take good care. There you have it, folks. Now it's time for you to integrate. What did you learn through hopping into this community member's experience as she's coached to clarity around wellness? What did you learn? What one element are you taking away? I invite you, if you're open to it, to drop into your own experience and think about what one leading behavior helps to support other behaviors that help you live in alignment with your wellness values. So for this community member, it was fitness and building strength that she identified as a leading behavior that she wanted to start with because she knows that when she steps into that behavior, it helps to uplevel her identity. And from that, you know, healthier, more well, more integrated, more happy, joyful identity, she can incorporate other wellness techniques. So what is that one leading behavior that you'd really love to start integrating now? that could create a trickle-down effect. If you feel called, don't hesitate to share. Send an email to info at worthyandwell.com with the title, the subject line saying, my one leading wellness behavior. And tell me about it. I'll respond to every single email. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll chat with you again next week. I simply cannot wait. Talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.